Are you the therapist eating for performance? You are listening to episode 14 of Successful Bodyworker Podcast. I am your host, Zach Mayfield, creator of Successful Bodyworker, where helping and healing therapists always comes first. This is your number one show that talks solely about the self-care and longevity of the massage therapist and bodyworker. Whether you practice ashiatsu, chair massage, deep tissue relaxation, does not matter to me. I will have the tips and tricks to help you take your longevity to the next level so you can keep doing what you do best, working on clients. I want to thank you for continually listening to the Successful Bodyworker podcast, and I wanted to ask you how you all liked the Body Mechanics series. If there is anything else you would like me to cover as far as body mechanics in later episodes, please let me know. And if you are listening to Apple Podcasts or Anchor, please feel free to ask me anything. So today is going to be a good one. I'm going to be talking about something that always seems to be shrouded in mystery, I would say. For the most part, a lot of therapists don't know how many calories they are actually burning in their sessions and throughout the day. It's true. We do burn many calories doing what we do, but it is different than a construction worker who is outside all day or a personal trainer who is also working out with their clients and running around and all that stuff. So with this being said, how do we eat for performance? How do we eat in a way that will contribute to our performance in the treatment room and not hold us back and make us feel like we have no energy? I think a good place to start is to understand what our nervous system and metabolic system are doing as we are working and how it is different from other careers. In my opinion, we are most times in a parasympathetic state when we are working as therapists. When we are in session, many of us calmly are in our flow of things and for some, deep work can feel pretty easy and not too strenuous on the body or the mind. I would say construction workers and personal trainers are often in a sympathetic state all day while working. Also, these types of careers have more of a fast, strenuous, and sometimes resistive type movements. These combined are similar to high-intensity type cardio and exercise. With high-intensity exercise and a sympathetic nervous system, there is more demand from the metabolic system. And if you want to maintain your body weight, it would be a good idea to put back in all of those calories. So going back to what we do, as I said, we are staying more calm and that doesn't demand quite as much from your metabolism. I would say a good rule of thumb is if you are looking to maintain your body weight and get the most from your performance in the treatment room, I would recommend putting back in a fourth of your overall calories burned in the day. Let's break this down. According to the website calorielab.com, C-A-L-O-R-I-E-L-A-B.com, a 150-pound therapist on average will burn a little over 200 calories for an hour of work while standing. So for all of you working six hour days that are 150 pounds, that's 1200 calories in your entire day, which seems like a lot, but you keep in mind, we are only putting back in a fourth. A fourth may also seem low to you, but you also have to factor in your daily baseline needs or your basal metabolic rate. The basal metabolic rate means Um, The calories that you would need to breathe, to sleep, to have proper brain function, digestion, autonomic functions, things like that. So for the 
150 pound therapist, this will look something like 1700 calories total. You can think of this as the basic amount of calories you would need to eat if you were just sitting on the couch all day and doing nothing or sleeping. Next, let's take that fourth of the 1200 calories you burned, which is 300, and add it to your baseline needs. In the end, that would come out to about 2,000 calories for a 150-pound therapist working a six-hour hands-on day that wants to maintain his or her body weight. It's not terribly hard to do. Now, obviously, there are some different variables that go into how nutrients are partitioned and assimilated in the body and how much you actually have to eat, like the amount of body fat one has on their frame, how much lean muscle they have, how tall or how much they weigh overall. But I don't want to stress you out about that too much. The only thing to consider right off the bat is just adjusting the math for your own body weight. You can use the basal metabolic rate calculator pretty much, you can find that pretty much anywhere on the internet. Once you've calculated the baseline needs of your body weight, then use the calorielab.com calculator to determine the amount of calories you burn as a therapist. They use the term masseur on calorielab.com. I, I almost went to the next page because of it, but I like that they have a 15 minute breakdown of the calories burned and it seems to be pretty accurate. All you have to do is multiply your calories burned per hour in session, divide that by four, and then add it to your baseline needs and bam, you've got your calories, calorie needs for the day. If you exercise or go to the gym on top of that, your caloric needs will change from there. So just figure out how much you've burned at the gym and add it back into your daily needs. The thing is, I won't get into food selection or when to eat because that's all preferential, but I noticed that some therapists I see on a daily basis don't eat at all during their entire shift. I have to advise against this as your metabolism, body, and mind will thank you for not having one huge meal that's 2,000 calories if you're usually accustomed to eating multiple meals a day. So I like to spread my total caloric needs throughout the day into six and seven meals, or six to seven meals. I just feel like that gives me a steady stream of energy and it doesn't spike my insulin very much. Since I've started doing this, I've noticed a huge change in how I feel throughout my day. Couple this with properly hydrating in between meals and in the day, it has really affected my performance. I don't feel lethargic after a long day anymore. <laughs> the, the funny thing was I started trying to implement this a few years ago to try and start losing weight, but it never worked because I didn't come to the realization that we have different metabolic demands that people who have more high-intensity jobs and careers. I tried to put back in all those calories, which for me at 320 pounds at the time was a lot. I would burn about 2,000 calories at work for a four to five hour day, 3,000 calories just being alive, and about 1,000 in the gym. So to lose weight, I tried subtracting 500 calories, so to be in a calorie deficit, so subtract 500 calories from that total 6,000, which is still too much food. And that's very, very hard to do clean, like eating really good clean foods. And so that would end up me eating treats and stuff like that too on top of it, ice cream, um, peanut butter bars, stuff like that. So I was still taking in way too much food for what my body actually needed. 
I, rev I revamped it all after I started gaining weight <laughs> and just started eating only a fourth of what I was burning at work. And I started to see results quickly. Over the past year, I've lost almost 70 pounds. And it, in my opinion, it was all from knowing how my body responded to being a therapist and what I needed from food. So guys, before I sign off, I want, also want to make mention that if you are doing things like intermittent fasting or keto, then these principles do not really apply because your body is adapting to something completely different than just eating carbs, proteins, and fats all day. This is essentially true with keto. You are running solely off of ketones, not glucose, when your body is in ketosis and you are getting your energy primarily from fats in a ketogenic diet. Similar to fasting, if you've been doing it for a good amount of time, your body is adapted to having only one to two meals a day and knows how to work accordingly. These are all really effective ways of eating and will most likely take you a long way as well, but they don't apply much to this episode. So guys, I really hope this helped you to understand how being a massage therapist has different metabolic needs than other career choices. It's important to note that while we do burn a lot of calories, it is mostly from standing and moving our bodies, static contractions, and pushing into our clients. This doesn't end up being as strenuous or high intensity as someone in construction or personal training. If you are looking to get more from your food and want to achieve better performance levels, then try adding back in a fourth of your calories burned in the treatment room and see how it starts to change how you feel. Hey everybody, if you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share this with another LMT friend that you feel could benefit from this episode, as well as commenting and leaving a good review. I also have a Facebook group, Successful Body Worker Tribe, and we all talk about things like self-care, business building, and everything fun in between. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Successful Body Worker. See you all on the inside.